For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. We went in there, I forget what year it was, next to last game of the year, and I think they might have been 1-13. And there, there, was a, there was a body in every seat, and the entire stadium was full. It was snowing. And I was like, wow, these are great fans. And I got to work there, and uh, <clears throat> that was the last time I went to the playoffs, and it was, it was just fantastic seeing the excitement in the city, and they, they just deserve a winner. It's the TD Famous. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TD Fantasy Podcast. Paige Demakos, Jake Arians, Jamie Eisner. And we are presented by Fantasy Football at Sea. We've been talking to you guys for the past few weeks about this. If you haven't checked it out, go to fantasyfootballatsea.com. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter, Fantasy Football at Sea. You'll be able to check out some of the most beautiful photos you have ever seen. Because Coco Cay, the island, private island that we're going to be hanging out at next August is unbelievable. Andre Reed's going to be there, Pilar Lastra, Adam Ronis, Scout Fantasy, and some others that are going to be joining us. It's going to be a blast. There's going to be a lot of drinks. Uh, there wouldn't be a Jake Arians cruise if there weren't drinks involved. So, guys, we're going to have a lot of fun. And you definitely want to check it out, as I said, fantasyfootballatsea.com. But the news of the day is that Des Bryant – is officially on an NFL roster. And if I were to pick an NFL roster that didn't need a wide receiver, it wouldn't think. Yeah, it would be, this would be one of the five teams that I would mention that absolutely did not need Des Bryant. Uh, The New Orleans Saints have officially signed Des Bryant and added him to an already very, very talented offensive unit. My question to you guys is, uh, we've already gotten a couple of questions on Twitter. Is there any fantasy usage for Des Bryant first? And, and, and secondly, who loses these receptions, if anybody? So I'll let you go first, Jamie. Yeah, I don't think there's much fantasy relevance here at all. I know adding any pass catcher in the Saints offense, everyone gets excited. Especially if, if it's Des Bryant. If you're a super, super deep league and you're very weak at receiver and you need a Hail Mary that maybe somebody's a boomer boss at this point – maybe add him. That's been the advice I've been giving. Uh, look, Dez is washed. He was washed last year. He's washed now. There's a reason why he hasn't been on the NFL roster until November. Uh, I, I'm not very high on him. To me, this is more about the Saints just don't think they're going to get anything from Cameron Meredith. Or he was a guy that in the preseason people were high on. Provided really nothing this year. He's not doing anything. Trey Quan Smith might lose some catches, but he's not getting that many anyway. Yeah. He's kind of being used as the boomer bust play. Uh, to me, I just don't think there's any fantasy relevance here. I, if you're in a 10 or 12 team league, standard league, or even PPR, I just really don't think there's any value here. I think there is a little bit if he can learn how to just be a possession guy and doesn't think he's the Des Bryant of old, because I agree with you, he's been done for a few years. I actually really relate this to Demarius Thomas, two guys that used to be big play guys, go yeah. up and get it, make just athletic stuff. They're not those guys anymore. If he can become a possession guy, there's one reason he's relevant, that's Drew Brees. It also tells me that Sean Payton thinks they're going to have to throw it more than run it to win the Super Bowl and thinks that they have a chance to do that. 
adding some depth. But you're not bringing Des Bryant in the locker room possibility disaster for depth. You're bringing him into play. So he saw enough of him that he thinks he can use him. I have enough faith in Sean Payton and Drew Brees to think there probably is some fantasy relevance, but I'd wait a couple weeks. You'd have to get him now to be able to get him because a lot of people are just going to jump all over this. Um, he's going to get picked up in almost just because he's right. Des Bryant. I mean, I, I've, I've seen him, him trending already. Yeah, like before they even did this. Um, but I, I don't. I don't think it matters either way for them. I, I think they have a, a clear path to the NFC Championship anyway. But I have a lot of faith in Sean Payton and Drew Brees. If they feel it's going to help them, I got to I got to think there's at least some fantasy value there. Yeah, if you listen, I would say for now you can't start him this week. I I love the fact that Absolutely I had Drew Brees not. in two leagues, Michael Thomas in two leagues, and Alvin Kamara in two leagues. Yeah, I, so I'm, I'm not worried about it. No, I've already got enough Saints points. For come, sure, come my you way. you don't have to worry about it. And I think that's an important point to mention that I don't think any of the the big dogs that we've seen in this offense are going to suffer any no. bit from this at all. Maybe Drew Brees is status goes up even higher than it has been uh, just because he has another guy who can go up and get the ball or another another red zone target. But Des Bryant should not be in your starting lineup. It's Wednesday, and he's just being signed. Oh, hell no, not this week. Do not make a mistake by doing this. I know people did this with Josh Gordon and were really disappointed in his first week because they have to get acclimated. They have to get back in football shape. He hasn't played football, and it's week 10. Let me so, tell you what happens when that happens. You haven't played in a while. You pull a hamstring. Yeah. You train. It's like the combine guys. They come out and they go to minicamp and they pull a hamstring or a quad because they've been running a straight line. They have been cutting, playing football. Don't be surprised if he gets hurt in practice. And he's not going to play this weekend. No. It's not like Des is the smartest guy in the world. I, mean, I don't think I'm telling anybody anything new there. No. So he's still got to learn a pretty complicated offense. It, I'd be surprised if he's active, to be honest with you. I agree. Um, so don't so yeah. don't pick him up this week, though, thinking that you're going to be and able you still to. still need to wait and see next week, even yes. after he's been there for 10 days. But that was because there's bye weeks this week. I saw a couple people ask me this morning, hey, would you pick him up to start him in a, you know, no, I got a guy no, sitting this no. week, or A.J. Green's going to be out a couple weeks. Is this the guy? Listen, he's not going to put up A.J. Green numbers. So don't. That's, Hell no. That's not going to happen. He's yeah, not Des Bryant from five years ago. Michael Thomas numbers. Exactly. So no, he's, I don't think he's putting up Trayvon Smith numbers, no. as Jamie just said. But I think he'd be an additional piece. He's on the field. That Drew Brees could go to it as soon as he goes. It's a maybe yeah. from all of yeah, it. It's, it's, it's I don't a see much. I don't see much. I think we've talked about it for too long. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're moving on. I mean, I've been done with this for a couple of years now. Uh, yes. Jake says we're done, so we're moving He's been on. Done with being productive for a couple yeah. years now too. Uh, okay, this uh, podcast is officially not a Des Bryant did, podcast. Did you watch the Dallas Cowboys offense last year? If you if you couldn't get open and you couldn't get touches in that offense, who else were they throwing it to? Amen, <laughs> amen, brother. <laughs> Sam, on the field. Sam Darnold is officially not starting this week. Uh, Sam Darnold should not be anywhere near your starting lineup for fantasy, but I will ask you guys this. Does this have any fantasy implications around the Jets' offense in general with him not playing this week? I think I mean, those running backs are so hard to pick who's going off one week and who doesn't. I think they probably run it a little bit more. I think this actually adds to the fact that the Jets probably will win. I already picked them to win this game going into our picks for Friday. I think McCown's probably a better player right now. Look, Darnold's learning how to. The thing that disappoints me is that he's learning a couple weeks of having to sit and not getting game reps because I just really like where they're going um, as a team. I don't think it necessarily has a lot of fantasy relevance. A Nunwan maybe because they've seemed to have gotten some chemistry together, but not really. That team is kind of a fantasy disaster trying to pick who's going to be worth playing anyway. Yeah, I think Isaiah Corral still a flex. I mean, Eli McGuire in a PPR league might be a, just a flyer option if you like him, but – not much changes here. I think McCown's actually probably slightly better for fantasy if you're a 2QB lead than Darnold's been because I don't think he'll turn it over quite as much. But yeah, there's really not much here. 
Jake, I want you to get riled up. That's what I try and do each and every podcast. I'm working on my blood pressure page. Please, please <laughs> get me riled up. Uh, tanking in the NFL. I have a lot of opinions on this. I know you do too, and Jamie, you might as well. I just can't buy into the fact that it's week 10. Okay, it's not. This isn't the last week of December. Uh, it's week 10, and this has been this conversation has been going on for a couple weeks now, that the Oakland Raiders are tanking. You have professionals in a locker room who have to fight for their jobs. I don't understand how John Gruden and company can pitch people on the idea of tanking. This isn't the NBA. This isn't it's to me, it seems completely outrageous that a team in the NFL could be tanking now. This could take a minute. So there's a saying that comes to mind any given Sunday because the ultimate parody league is the NFL. You only have 16 games. You could call it the plan or whatever the hell they call it in the NBA. We're like, okay, we're going to try to get a couple first round draft picks, first overall pick of the lottery, and then we're going to make a run at it, right? It's the Sixers and it looks like it's working. Yeah. Okay. That's garbage because you can look at an NFL roster and go, okay, they're all, they're all eight and eight. Somebody gets hot, somebody gets hurt, somebody doesn't. You can look at an NBA roster, Major League Baseball roster, and say they suck. They have no pitching. They have no number three, number four hitter. They have no point guard. They have no LeBron James. They suck. Yeah. You can't do that in the NFL. Every roster could be eight and eight, and you never know with decent coaching. Now, it goes back to there's only 16 of them. I played. I'm the son of a coach. A coach stands in front of a room and tells you, give me everything you got. Run through this wall for me but we suck and we're losing on purpose. And I just traded our best player. I just cut a guy that wasn't happy. That was a captain and Bruce Irvin, who's our only decent pass rusher at this point. And I get, he might be a locker room issue, but you created the locker room issue. You can't, I don't care if it's a relationship with a significant other, a boss relationship with a parent coworker. When you lose respect, it's hard to get it back. And you gave John Gruden 10 years to fix this and make it his way. He doesn't have a choice, but to get his own guys. Cause the guys that are there have lost respect. The fan base is losing respect. Who the hell is going to show up in Oakland next year? they got another year to play there before they go to Vegas, right? The other part of this from a football perspective is John Gruden's draft picks have sucked. They sucked this year in his first pick, his first draft. He doesn't have a good track record ever later. So don't tell me that they're going to they're getting all these draft picks and they're going to have all these young superstars when they get to Vegas. Show me the proof. His proof is not there. Yeah, show me the receipts. because You I drafted know. a left tackle in the first round that you didn't play the other night because he sucked. And by the way, which was a reach at the time. This wasn't like, oh, everybody thought this guy was going to be a Because he went out on his own and did his own thing because he has total control. But to say that an NFL team is tanking before Christmas, Christmas, last last two weeks of the year, right? Okay, I've seen teams go, all right, we're going to play our third string rookie and see what he has. We're not very good. It doesn't really matter. We might move up from eight to four in the draft. You don't start tanking in week eight. No, tanking from Halloween. Halloween. Because you just lose everything. Yeah. I just – it doesn't even make sense to me. I can't imagine sitting – because John Gruden is a coach that wants to win. Yeah. He's giving, he's a rah-rah guy. He's in there giving speeches For sure. to a team that's saying, shut the hell up, I don't want to hear this crap again today. And then they're going out half-ass practicing, half-ass playing on Sunday, and that's going to continue to get worse. So are they technically tanking? No, but he's created this dynamic of downward spiral of a freaking snowball rolling downhill that's going to keep getting bigger as the year goes on to the point where his one person he might want back is Derek Hart. Is liable to get knocked the hell out again. Yeah, and that's a good point. Look, players don't tank. No, they're, they're the players don't tank. They can't. But they they but, eventually are not prepared or give as much effort. But what happened here is John Gruden has 
he hasn't used it with his words, but he has told that locker room, I don't think you're good enough to win. You know what's yeah. I don't louder think than words? You're good enough. Actions. And that's what he thinks. And there's no way that you can be sitting in that Oakland Raiders locker room and not think, my coach doesn't believe I'm good enough. You know why? Because we walked into this season and he traded our best player. He's cutting veterans off our roster. He doesn't care if we win this year. You know why? Because he doesn't think we're good enough for his team. Yeah. So he's going to tear this down and rebuild this team with his guys. Clearly, I'm not one of his guys. So I'm going to check out. My, so here's my question. It's a damn shame because the NFL has built over the last 15 or 20 years. Again, the ultimate parody league. Like sure. every team. We look at the Lions on Sunday, people. Mm-hmm. There's three points. Home team, away team. There's so many close lines. And you could be 4-10 and 10 or 10-4, and four, and that line is not going to be very far, depending on who's hurt and who's not. And the quarterback's like, it's never – you're never out of any given Sunday. You're never out of it. No, for sure. You have taken yourself out of it for a year in the NFL because they were so dumb to give him this damn contract. Yeah, but that's that's my point here is when you're looking at John Gruden and you're looking you're looking forward, how do you how do you pitch this? Because I'm officially course, sweating. Yeah, at my damn blood pressure page. Come on. <laughs> according to John Gruden, his phone is ringing off the hook with players who are calling play to play with him in Oakland, and I call BS on that. You know who they are? The Reggie Bush and Reggie Wayne who are working on it's this Johnny on Johnny Manziel. Would love to get $10 it's million Johnny Manziel and CFL. Like that's yes. who's calling you. Like there are not because guess what. NFL players talk. They see what's happening right now. And I just don't think that this philosophy is going to work long term for John Gruden because, yes, he may be losing. We're going to find out. But he may have completely destroyed his legacy and turned into the ultimate joke of the NFL. He went from the hottest chick at the dance for 10 years of everybody wanted to an absolute joke of his legacy if this doesn't work. He should have stayed at ESPN. He should have stayed with the what if and let his legacy run wild and made a lot of money to to talk about quarterbacks because I don't think that this is going to work out. Yeah, Tony Romo's happy he's doing Corona commercials. Gruden's got no one to blame but himself. He's going to get to build this entire roster with his guys, his way, with very little control elsewhere. If this is not successful, there's no other. What is successful at this point? Three or four, eight and eight seasons. Once he gets his own guys, to no, me, that's he, not successful. You're going to do this. No, he needs to win divisions. You got to, you got to win in Super Bowls. By the way, Patrick Mahomes in your division, dude. Yeah. Philip Rivers in your division, still, dude. Good luck. Denver's defense still pretty good. Good, good luck. luck. D- d- good luck. You're yeah. playing Pat Mahomes for the next ten years of your ridiculous yeah. contract. Also, yeah. you know, John Gruden's never won with his guys. True. So. Just a reminder, Oakland, if you didn't already hate us, go back, to, us, go back to listen us. to my preseason rant. If yeah. anybody in Oakland hates us at this point, you just in denial. Yeah, like, you just in denial. Come on, man! If you but you must not have watched the game for the last month. Listen, you did. The Did fact, you watch San Francisco kick your ass last week with, with a third, third string, string quarterback, quarterback that's never taken a snap in the NFL? Yeah, it's come on. Embarrassing at this point. All right, two guys are potentially returning this week: Darren Sproles and Leonard Fournette. We all know how Jake feels about Leonard Fournette, uh, Jamie. What do you think uh, about both of these guys and, and their potential return? Sproles is the more interesting one for me. Obviously, Fournette's the more impactful one. But Sproles is interesting to me because that Eagles team cannot figure out what they want to do on the ground or even in the passing game where they're running backs. Sproles, when he has played and he's been healthy, has been effective for them. Wentz likes to kind of dump, dump it off to him. He could be a very interesting flex play in PPR formats. I went to look to see if I could pick him up. Somebody already did this week in one of my leagues. Fournette, there are a lot of backs there now. TJ Yeldon's been good. Carlos Hyde's still there. Fournette's there. I, I don't know. I think at this point, you're looking at Fournette as, as, as a flex play at best going forward. I just, and I, it's I, a reach to do that. Here, 
And they're probably again. Here's what pisses me off. The Louisiana Fortnite. in the first quarter with a hamstring strain. I like, thought I was done with this, you know, like a, an old ex that you just don't care about anymore, and you don't really, whatever. But apparently, I don't care because I looked it up yesterday because I still have him on my damn team, and he's still questionable. How in the freaking hell can you still be questionable eight weeks later, coming off a bye? Did he get stabbed in the hamstring with a giant butcher knife that nobody knows about? Uh, I don't think so. Come on, dude. So we're done with that. We're Sproles <laughs> to me is very interesting because. Of one reason, Golden Tate. Yeah. I think they're going to throw it all over the place. High flying, a lot of RPOs again, getting Golden Tate and Sproles in space. Nice I think Sproles becomes the guy in that offense coming down the stretch. The schedule gets easier. I think they take over that division. Yep. And I think they kind of get going as the playoffs. I think their identity is going to be Alshon Jeffries finally healthy, Ertz is healthy. Wentz okay, is we're adding really Golden back. Tate, who's yeah. phenomenal after the catch. Once he gets a little chemistry with Wentz, he already has it with Sproles. I think you're going to see, because the other guys that they've missed, Smallwood and Clement just hadn't worked. No. no. Sproles has been great his entire career when he gets – Is it good for them? Gets the touches. Yeah, so sure. I healthy. think you're going to see them. They're already in the shotgun a ton. Yep. I think you're going to see them in the shotgun a lot, and I think you're going to have them high flying all over the place. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, actually. All right. I already asked this question to Bruce Arians, and you guys are going to want to listen to his interview today. That will be after we're done jabbering on. Uh, which second-place team is better? Okay. Both teams are 5-1 and one in their last six. The L.A. Chargers – or the Carolina Panthers. All right, so I'm going to answer this two different ways. Because what I'm going to actually answer your question, then I'm going to get off into the tangent that spurred me into thinking about that. Okay. Uh, the Chargers are the answer here. Uh, they are a team that – you're going to hear Bruce talk about this later, and you've heard Jake talk about this every week. When, if, fingers crossed, Joey Bosa gets back, that defense is scary. That defense is scary good. That offense is legit. They have two backs that can catch the ball. Keenan Allen's resurging. One of the two Williams brothers is going to emerge <laughs> in the game. We don't know which one, yeah. but one of them will be open in these games. Uh, that that team, again, we want to talk about a complete team. I think the L.A. Chargers are a complete, more of a complete team than Carolina. I think they're both good. To me, I'm going to take the Chargers here. Carolina is Carolina. They're a wild card team that's weird, that are going to have dud weeks, mm-hmm. and they're not going to win that division. No, no, they're not better than the Saints. And, and listen, the Falcons reason, are turning it on, too. There's one reason I'm taking the Chargers over Carolina. Phillip Rivers is a hell of a lot better than Camden. Get at me if, if you think different on that one. But well, One of the most underrated players in NFL history. I still think the Chargers could win that division. I think the Chargers could still be a, a two or three seed. I think they're going to get hot. They've I proven agree. to me they're going to win some close games. They know how to do it. And that's with Bosa or without. If they get Bosa back. Yeah, scary. Watch out for them. Carolina... They're just hit or miss. I think they run into the right defenses, and they're going to have a problem. And I think it starts tomorrow night. I think the Steelers win that game. Steelers don't lose at home in prime time. We'll get into Thursday night football in a second. But I think they need to lose one to start losing every other week and finishing 10-6. and six. So the other point I wanted to bring up, too, is it's going to be like Sesame Street. Today's show is brought to you by the number six. Okay. I'm of the mind as I'm looking at the standings now, we're getting closer to, closer to playoff talk. If you already lost your sixth game or lose your sixth game of the season this week, you're done. You're out. It's over. Okay. And you're starting to look at some of these teams. If you look at that in the – particularly in the AFC, that eliminates Oakland, Buffalo, Cleveland, Denver, and the Jets. Indianapolis, Jacksonville basically plays an elimination game this week. I don't think it's going to make it anyway. But take, take the Colts. Yeah. They basically play an elimination game this week. You're going to need to be a 10-16 to make the playoffs in both of these conferences the way it's going. There's going to be a good team, particularly in the NFC, that's left out. Because right now, you can't have all of Chicago, Carolina, Minnesota, Atlanta, Seattle. They can't all make it. Philadelphia, Washington, they can't all make it. There's three or three of those teams that are not going to make it. Yep. 
So if you're looking at your team this week, this is more of a football than fantasy football perspective. You need to avoid that dreaded six loss. If you already have one, if you get one this week, pack it up. Your season's over. Yeah, a lot of football left to be played. Yeah. That, that'll be really interesting to see who comes out of that. We've had a guess right now. It's like Carolina and Seattle don't make it. Well, we know Washington's mm-hmm. not going to make it. Yep. They're, they're too beat up. Oh, yeah. They're too beat up to continue this, this remarkable first half that they had. Philly's going to win that division. I think Atlanta, Minnesota. Maybe I, Atlanta, I, Chicago. I, if I had to pick right now, it would be, yeah, Philly, Atlanta, Minnesota come yeah. out of those those six and the other three are left out. Yep. All right. Thursday night football, Carolina at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a four-point favorite at home. Uh, as you've heard on this podcast many a time, Pittsburgh Steelers and, more importantly, Ben Roethlisberger do not lose in primetime at home. Uh I can pretty much guess that Jake is going to say the same thing and echo the same sentiment. Uh, Pittsburgh by four. Jake, what do you say about that line? Uh, I like it. I mean, I think it's it's right there. I got the Steelers 27-21, so I'm above it. Um, they don't lose at home in primetime ever. Ben definitely doesn't. It's a tough matchup. But Carolina's defense is not what it's been in the past. Um also, they're, they're second, no teams suck on Thursday night football. There's it's, also it's, that. It's a close, it's a close travel, but you still got to travel. It's tough. And and the, I just go back to the Panthers are so hit or miss on how Cam plays, and he doesn't always play that good. Now the Steelers' defense isn't very good, but they've played better the last couple weeks. But their offense is so multiple. They started running it more, but they can do what they need to do. They can win with Ben throwing it 55 times, or they can run it. They can run it with Connor 25 times and still win. And they can change that depending on how the game is going. I think all of that plays in their favor. I, I just I, – I feel pretty good about it. It was actually – I consider it to be one of my locks of the week, but it's Thursday night, so I'm not throwing it in there. I, I, feel, I feel good about that. I like it as well. Steelers don't lose in prime time. Four-point favorites here. Carolina's defense has been disappointing on, on some level. They should be better than the way they've been playing. I don't think the Steelers will have any trouble scoring on them at all. I don't think the Panthers are going to have much trouble scoring on the Steelers. But this could be that dud game for, for Cam Newton and the Panthers that we talk about. They're, they always mix in two or three of them a year where they're just, they just look like one of the worst teams in, in football. We haven't seen a lot of that yet this year, but I think this could be one of those games. I think the Steelers win by a touchdown. I'm not too worried about it. Start start all of your players in fantasy in this game. Uh, for Carolina pass catching options, Greg Olson is still the best one you have. I think Bunches is a flex play. I would, I would, I'm not giving up on DJ Moore yet. I think he could be an outside flex play in a deeper league if you need him. Obviously, McCaffrey's going to be a stud. You're starting Newton. You're starting... Starting Roethlisberger, you're starting Connor, Juju. I have another tight end question for you this week on our Wednesday show. Ebron coming back against Jacksonville or go with Olsen Thursday night against the Steelers team? I'm going with Olsen. I think it's Ebron. I'm thinking the exact same thing. Doyle's going to steal some touches from him. I actually like Ebron slightly more than Doyle this week because against that Jacksonville defense. Ebron's almost playing receiver now. You kind of get lucky. As somebody who owns him, he's a red phenomenal. He has been, but it's tough because it's Cam's guy and the Steelers don't cover the tight end have that, that seam is open so I, I don't know that's a tough one and Jacksonville usually covers the tight end fairly well they do I think they were 32nd in the rankings mm-hmm. when, you know next to the numbers so I was, I was scared yeah, I'm going Greg Olson you were, you were spot on last week because Gronk didn't play and Kittle went off so they, there you go people there. speaking of you have Gronk owners you need to start looking at some options because the, yes. uh, the last report is that they're taking it as a quote unquote week to week I think Gronk at this point you that, for them so they, know they're gonna, they know they're going to Make the postseason. They know they they know that they're going to need him then, and they know they've never won a Super Bowl when he didn't play. It, so he is going to rest until he's fully healthy, and so they what? do not care about your fantasy team. No, they do no, not obviously. care. So they look do not for some care. options if you're desperate, uh, and because there are not very good options available. Uh, Jordan Reed, shockingly, is on the injury report again with some back injuries. I think Vernon Davis could be an extremely strong play this week if, yep. if Jordan Reed's out. He might be. He might sneak into the top twelve for tight ends. 
Uh, all right, we're going to end with this. Uh, I have some stats, and then it's going to bring me to my question about a certain player who has given, blood pressure going up again. Probably. Given given uh, every given everybody in fantasy world uh, a heart attack this year. Le'Veon Bell threw eight games last year, 979 total yards, 3.9 yards per carry, five touchdowns. James Conner threw eight games this year, 1,085 total yards, 4.7 yards per carry, and 10 touchdowns. For those of you scoring at home, that's five more touchdowns. That's a significant amount more yards, and that's almost one full yard per carry more. Hang on, hang on. I want you to hear this, Jamie. We both got him. Yep. yep. I got him in two leagues. He stole him from me in our league. Yep. Best pickup in fantasy history ever. He's right. been a better player. He. The difference here is you're looking at $14.5 million for Le'Veon Bell and 790 k for James Conner. So the Pittsburgh Steelers look really smart. I think Warren Buffett smart. would like that business plan. Yes, he would. Warren Buffett would really like this this business plan. And the, the message here is Le'Veon Bell – needs to report by, I believe it's Monday or Tuesday of next week. Otherwise, he is not playing football. Do something already. I'm so tired of talking about you not on the field. I saw a picture of you playing basketball last night. It just pissed me off. I don't even know why. I just honestly, at this point, like I I feel like we need a a tell-all from whoever the hell his agent has told him that this was a smart idea because he's now lost $10 million. $10 million. Here's what ended up happening here. And we talked a little bit about this on our last show about uh, this was the worst case scenario for Le'Veon Bell. The Steelers did not struggle without him at the, in the running game. James Conner has been excellent for them. So at that point, he lost all of his leverage. The, the Here's a question before you even continue. Who's the focal point of this offense the last six weeks since they got it going? It's Conner. It's everything goes through him. They're giving him 20, 25 carries a game. And when they didn't and been through it 50 times, they, they were lost. struggling early. Yeah. yeah, He has been the focal. Not Antonio Brown. He no. hasn't been that good. I got him on, in fantasy too. He hasn't been that good. Not because it hasn't gone through him. It's gone through Connor. Sorry to cut you off. No, but, that's, like that's, no, but that's, but that's, that's why. There's all no you need letter. to know. Yeah. There's all, you, you said it last week. I'm not sure I want to put him back on that in the locker room right now. With the way, I mean, they don't need him on the field at the moment. I don't know where he's going to play. If you don't back. think Tomlin was calling him out when we said we were volunteers, not prisoners? Oh, yeah. Like, dude, that spoke volumes to me. And now? Because Mike's a player's coach. The, the yeah, that's, that's the ultimate, like, getting called out. And now the way it's going to work out, he actually will – he would make more money on the transition tag next year if he doesn't play this year, which is what I think is going to happen. I don't think and they can still trade him and they still have all the leverage. Yeah, and look no, – And then no, they can just mess with him at that yeah, point. Yeah, nobody – someone assigned him to an offer sheet. Steelers aren't going to match the offer sheet. But at this point, they don't need him. It's been a – But it goes back to if James Conner slips in the shower, gets hurt at practice, hits the hole too hard and blows his shoulder out. Maybe I'm my boy. Where are you been? Come on in. <laughs> It's funny how five minutes to get here. Yeah, it's funny how that cha- dynamic changes very quickly here in the NFL. But hopefully, James Conner stays healthy, helps this Pittsburgh Steelers continue to go story. on. You got to be happy for the kid what he's been through. Man, if you don't know his story, go oh, go. Yeah, with, uh, great cancer survivor yeah. to Steelers running back. He has been fully embraced by Steeler Nation because they are full back turn to to Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Also, he's a pit guy. He is a pit guy. Yeah, absolutely. Fits the mold of everything that Steeler Nation loves. Uh, Jake, how can everybody follow you on social media? Jake B. Arians on Twitter. Jake Arians on Instagram. Hit me with all your Cam Newtons better than Philip Rivers questions because you're crazy. LOL. And you can follow me at Jamie Eisner and on Twitter and at Jamie Eisner on Instagram. And you can tell me how right I was about John Green since I've been screaming it before it was cool. <laughs> and uh, you can follow me at the underscore sports page on both Twitter and Instagram. And you should follow at TD Fantasy underscore as well on Instagram and Twitter. 
But most importantly, you should listen to this interview coming up with Bruce Arians because you bet we asked him about Cleveland. Bruce Arians with us as usual. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How's everybody? We're all good. Uh, listen, we're always excited to talk to you, but uh, we're especially excited to talk to you because your name has been thrown around a lot this week. Uh, you talked to the Canton Repository, and you said that the only job you would come out of retirement for is the Cleveland job. So I'm not going to ask you about that specific. I would just want to know about Cleveland, the city. What makes Cleveland such a, a special place to you? Oh, the fans. <clears throat> I mean, I've had unbelievable respect for their fans ever since we worked there, but even before that. Uh, we went in there, I forget what year it was, next to last game of the year. And I think they might have been one in thirteen, and there there was a there was a body in every seat, and the entire stadium was full. It was snowing. And I was like, "Wow, these are great fans." And I got to work there, and uh, <clears throat> that was the last time I went to the playoffs. And it was it was just fantastic seeing the excitement in the city, and they they just deserve a winner. I'm guessing there's some other pieces that would make that fun, like Baker Mayfield. Uh, my question is, being away from the game as a coach for a year and an analyst watching what other people are doing, does that kind of give you some kind of the creative juices to go, wow, it'd be really cool to see some of this other stuff and create a, an offense for a guy like that? Well, just meeting him and, and, and getting to know him a little bit. He, he's a, he's a heck of a competitor and a heck of a leader, but there's more than that to that. That team's got some really good young talent and, um, you know, been to overtime four times this year. They just can't, figure out how to win it and uh when they do i think i think the sky's the limit for that team add a few pieces to that puzzle that's a really good football team i don't think there's any doubt if there's something that, that you wanted to do you would be the guy to do that but to kind of follow up my the other part of my question is being away from it from a year and being an analyst um and, and thinking about maybe wanting to get back in does it, does it give you a different perspective being away from it for the first time in 40 years yeah, it really does. I mean, you get to see so many different coaches and different ways of doing it, and uh, both offensively, defensively, and, and the kicking game. Um, it's, it's been fun getting to see them all and, and what works, what doesn't work. And uh, I wouldn't even think about coaching if it wasn't for Cleveland. Right, following up on something for let's change the topic slightly here. Call the Chiefs game last weekend. You have them again this week. How how would you game plan against this offense that looks as close to unstoppable as we've seen an offense in some time? Yeah, I mean they've got so many weapons and they do such a great job of spreading the ball around. You can tell it's a good football team because there's no selfishness. Everybody pulls for each other. They all know that Andy's going to get them. Coach Reed, he's going to get them the ball sooner or later. They're going to get enough touches, so there's no – they block real hard uh, as receiving group. And, um, yeah, I miss tough. You, you'd have to play really good man-to-man, -man, and you're going to have to have a heck of a safety to cover Travis Kelsey. So one thing I want to ask you about is – so Josh Rosen cannot go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Patrick Mahomes because he doesn't have the same offensive weapons. But when you look at Josh Rosen, what can he do this weekend to show the Cardinal fan base that he's taking the right steps for this franchise? Because there's not very much currently that brings excitement here in Arizona. Well, the Chiefs are vulnerable defensively, I think. From what I saw, the, the Browns did a great job of, of pounding the ball and play-actioning uh, them and, and staying out of third and long. Um, 
I, I think I think the Chiefs are vulnerable as far as scoring points. Um, but again, you're going to have to score a lot of points because they're going to score a lot of points. But I think for Josh, it's just a matter of continuing to grow, show and improve, protect the ball better, and uh, and just keep keep moving forward. Uh, they're not real complicated defensively. They're going to give you opportunities to to get the ball down the field. So address this this thing of everybody in the NFL now thinking the Raiders are tanking and an NFL team for the first time I can ever remember would be like, okay, it's not December and we're going to lose the last two. They're tanking the whole season. Can you address that? Because to me, it's absolute garbage. The NFL is the ultimate win now. For the first time, though, John Gruden's got a 10-year contract. They don't have the money to buy him out even if they wanted to fire him. What are your thoughts on the, to me, craziness going on in Oakland? Yeah, I mean – it's it's a it's a one man band. It's John Gruden, and if you're not going to do it his way, he's going to get rid of you. Um, he has he has total control. Um, I don't agree with some of the moves, starting with Khalil Mack. Um, he talked. We had the Raiders three times, and and John was talking about how calorie, salary cap strapped they are. And but hey, pay that guy and cut somebody else. Yeah, cut five other guys, right? <laughs> Yeah. So how does that sit in the locker room, though? Because you got a bunch of professionals that are that are vying for their jobs. So how does how does this whole yes, it's it's John's show, but at the same time, these are guys who need to go out there and prove that they can be on an NFL roster week in and week out. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't believe in the tanking stories. Um, they're just not very good. You know, they're, they're old on defense, and and they're they don't really have much team speed. Um, it's a poor roster. That being said, there's a lot of speculation about you said it too, that if you're not John's guy, you might be on your way out. Do you think Derek Carr will be the starting quarterback of the Oakland Raiders in 2019? Yeah, I think so. I mean, John has been raving about him every time we do their games. And uh, I don't know what's behind door number two, but he has just thrown some scratch-your-head interceptions. And uh, other than that, he, he at one time they were the number two or three offense in the league. Well, let's talk about a team that's actually winning some football games right now. The Texans are winning six in a row. Are they legit contenders now, or are they just benefiting from not a terribly difficult schedule? I think a big game, you know, coming up for them in a week or two be Washington. But they're 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 a good team. I mean, they defensively, when you put the pass rushers that they have out there. And their secondary is, is holding up a little bit. Um, if there was a weakness, it would be back there. Um, they're going to miss Will Fuller, but Demarius Thomas helps. But I don't know. I, I picked the Houston's to win that division this year. And uh, I really think Bill O'Brien's doing a heck of a job with that team. Speaking of that defense, there's a player on that defense you know very well that's playing well in Tyron Matthew. How do you think he's performing this year in his comeback? Oh, he's, he looks like the, the, the young tie that we had. Um, he's playing great football. Well, I know, I know that makes you happy to see. Let's talk about another one, this, the coaching rumor mill of this craziness. John Harbaugh apparently on the hot seat to me is almost mind-blowing because my opinion is a hell of a lot better than his brother and the better coach of the two. The Ravens, to me, were overachieving earlier in the season. They've lost a few but they're not that talented. I think he's done a hell of a job. Can you believe he's actually sitting on the hot seat right now? Are you, are you believing that rumor? I, I'd be very, very surprised with that. Um, they haven't been to the playoffs for three years. 
and losing to Pittsburgh at home, that that was that was not a good situation for John. But no, I, I doubt seriously if if Steve Bashotti would would fire him. Um, but Ozzy is retiring, and, and they might want to they might want to do a double switch. All right, Coach, last one for you here. Which second-place team is more dangerous right now, the Chargers or the Panthers? They're both 5-1 and one in their last six games. Well, that's a tough one because both quarterbacks are playing lights out. Uh, I would pick the Chargers if Joey Bosa is healthy and back uh, because their defense is going to get a big boost. Uh, I think Carolina, um, well, they're hitting on all cylinders. Their defense is solid. I don't think it's great. But uh, of the two right now, I'd probably pick the Chargers. Okay, Coach. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. Go enjoy uh, Go enjoy the lake house, and good luck this weekend having the Chiefs and the Cardinals game to, to call. Oh, you bet. Thank you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.